DJ Wells with a little bit of groove to start off the week. I do enjoy it. Appreciate it here. Welcome back to Broadway Joni. Of course, it is another Jets loss. And not just a loss, a 40-3 Jets disaster on the West Coast. Now, we all could have saw that coming, and I do uh, you know, apologize for the no pregame pod for another week in a row. Just absolute lack of effort on my part, but we'll, we'll get the ship right over here on 40-3, guys. And the fact that I'm recording this on a Tuesday and Adam Gase is still the head coach of this team is good for the fact of the tank, scary for the tech, for the fact that maybe Joe Douglas wants to keep him. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what's going to happen here. But a lot, a lot to go over, a lot to cover. Obviously, we're going to go over the game, my raw emotions following it, evaluating some of the pieces on the team. Obviously, as always, a post-game award show going to be done by your host here. Uh, we're going to go over what to watch for for the rest of the season and obviously some fan questions towards the end. So not not a crazy amount like usual. Obviously, no game predictions. I got to get a little bit better on getting those out and obviously my my player props as well, but a lot, lot, lot to cover. So, I mean, 40 to 3. And this, this loss felt more personal because there were so many ex-Jets on offense and defense that were just shining. Obviously Jamal, I'll, I'll cover what Jamal did. I, you know, he's hit and miss for me personally. But you had Damon, uh, Damon Harrison, aka Snacks, doing some work. You saw Geno Smith get in the game. Uh, I mean, forty to three is just an absolute embarrassment. I don't know how this team can emotionally come back from it. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they just let the season go. I mean, a lot of these guys obviously are auditioning for other teams. And Jameson Crowder said that in an interview, which is very interesting. He said he's auditioning for thirty-one other other programs. Interesting. I mean, start to finish, just embarrassing. Another another game where the opening drive looks okay. Darnold looks competent. And this has been the story of Sam Darnold and their gaze since day one. The opening drive looks great. They get down the field. They put some points on the board. And then they just absolutely shit down their leg. It, it's the story of Sam Darnold. And, again, I, I've been the guy that say that says he's going to be successful somewhere else. I'll get to some you know expert analysis on him, uh, You know some guys, what they think of him. But – I, I see the talent, and then I see why people were worried about him. And I'm still not. I still think he'll be successful somewhere else. But, I mean, to put on the performance like he did, he just didn't look like – he looks dead. He looks like he doesn't want to play for the team anymore. He came out this week. He said uh, he said that he wants to be a Jet for life, and he loves New York and living here. And I'm, I'm sorry to tell him, man. I, I just don't see it happening. He's 14 for 26, 53.8 completion percentage, only 132 yards against – the worst passing defense in the NFL. He had sacked three times. I don't really think he was pressured that much. It, did, it just didn't look like he was comfortable at all the entire game. He's 68.1 quarterback rating. He really didn't get too much help from the run game. Uh, you saw some Josh Adams with a couple sparks. He, he went six for 27, four and a half uh, yards on the ground per carry, which is okay. Enough with Frank Gore, man. We, we've I can't I can't talk about this anymore. He's not part of the future, and Adam Gase is just shoving it right in your face that Frank Gore's the guy. He's fucking thirty seven years old, man. He's not any part of this team's future. He didn't look it. He's coming off the concussion, and all respect to Frank Gore, he's just not going to be here. Let Let's see some more of these young guys. There's no reason he should get the same or more attempts than Josh Adams and Todd Johnson. I want to see them play. I don't want to see Frank Gore play. On the receiving end, obviously, we were out Mims this week with a family emergency. Hope everything's all right with his family. And I had some people reach out to me asking what I thought of it. And, you know, it's it's a lost season. Obviously, we want to see the kid play what we got. But 
at the same time, it's a family emergency. And with times like these, man, just let it go. Let him, let him, you know, let him be with his family. Jameson Crowder, obviously the point of attack for the defense. He only had two catches for seven, and I'm glad I didn't put my player props out because that's usually my ride or die, and that definitely would have lost. Yeah, Perriman, three for 26. I'll get to Berrios, three for 49. 34-yard catch is pretty nice. We have the pro tank, Sergio Castillo, one for four on field goals. Brutal. Defensively, I mean, they did what they could. It we, we talk about this every week here, but if you're really looking at this entire team, you have to look at the how young the secondary is and how young the front four is. And between some of the guys in the front four, you have some really nice pieces there. I mean, obviously, Quentin Williams, Jonathan Franklin Myers looks like he can be someone. Futakasi looks pretty great. So Keep that in mind when you're watching this team, just how young they are. Well, obviously, we're going to add some pieces. We'll we'll get CJ Mosley back unless Joe Douglas, you know, works a little magic. That's that. But I mean, it's Russell Wilson, guys. He went 21 for 27, over 200 yards, four touchdowns, the one pick, which is what it is. Um, 122 quarterback rating, which is ridiculous. Chris Carson ripped us up. Carlos Hyde, when he played, ripped us up. Metcalf, obviously, is going to be DK Metcalf. Lockett's great slot guy. So it is what it is. You, you got to come into these knowing exactly what you what what you're looking at, and I think the biggest embarrassment of the game isn't the defense. We know they're not great. I think the biggest embarrassment of the game is that we scored three points against the statistic worst secondary in the entire NFL. I think that's embarrassing, and we it's not the first game. And I was with I was with a friend who when we scored the three points that that's all we're going to get this game. I doubted him, and look look at look at me now, an absolute fucking idiot. Makes no sense now. Let's flip to the Seahawks to see how Jamal Adams looked. Obviously, the revenge game, and I gotta, I gotta give credit where credits due. He, he, he. Before the game, he didn't make it about himself. And every, every interview, he you know just said he doesn't hate gays. He hated some of the things he did. Obviously, the Jets didn't value him the way he thought he did. I don't think anyone's gonna value value him the way he thinks he who who he thinks he is. But he look, he played well. He dropped a wide open pick, which is great for a Jet fan to see because Marcus May made an absolute beautiful. Beautiful pick in the end zone, and I really, really, really want to pay that guy. Um, not overpay, but give, give him the contract he deserves. He's been an absolute leader in the locker room, thick and thin, which Jamal was supposed to be and obviously didn't turn out that way. But he's got the most sacks in defensive back uh, for a defensive back in NFL history. That's pretty impressive. But in the past past defense, he's not very good. And I wish Darnold exposed him a little more, and I wish that. But, I mean, I, I tweeted about this after the game. He, he credited – all the plays he makes to God and like he's referring to himself as a God. That's, that's so embarrassing for me, for, for me to re- even read it. It's so embarrassing, but this is what it is. When you, when you come out of this game, you got to look for the future. You got to look for the young defensive guys and some of the young offensive guys. Obviously we didn't see Mims and I'll get to who I think is going to be on the roster next year, but it's just interesting. So We'll move on from there. We'll we'll go through some uh, some awards here, and then we'll uh, keep the, keep the uh, the train rolling. It's a, it's a major award. A major award. So let's dive in and get something really really clear here. There's only one person I felt comfortable, actually two, two people that I felt comfortable giving awards to this week that I thought truly deserved to be recognized for what they've done, for what they've done for the team, what they've done for themselves. We'll, we'll start with the MVP, Marcus May. And listen, he had the unreal interception. I just thought he played a very all-around game. I thought he, on the field and off the field, just seems to be a guy the Jets can rely on. And I think he's a great leader. I think he's keeping this locker room somewhat intact. He had 
one pass deflection. Well, obviously that beautiful pick. He had three solo tackles and an assisted tackle. He played well. And and for a guy who has to lead a very inexperienced secondary, I think he's done a pretty okay job at it. He's, he hasn't been given the best set of circumstances. And he's the most accountable guy on the field. He, he called out Greg Williams for that terrible call. He calls out everyone for, you know, on their shit pretty much. And he's been a, he's been an absolute – he's been the glue of the locker room, at least on the defensive side of the ball the entire year. And hats off to him. He's the MVP. Got to give him all the credit he deserves. I hope we get him a contract that he deserves. And I hope we get to keep him in the, uh, the green and white moving forward. That's one. I'll get to my second – one I'm confident in after this. So we'll go offensive player of the game and a game that we scored three points. And the offensive player of the game, uh, beyond my better judgment, is Braxton Berrios. Three catches, 49 yards. Somehow he looked pretty explosive on the field. I've been a noted anti-Berrios guy, at least for wide receiver screens. I don't think he – I think he is a good fit in an offense that we don't have. But we'll give him the player of the game. He's the only guy who seemed to show up and make some plays out there on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you could give it to, uh, to Sergio, but I can't do it for a guy who's been one for four. He's more of an MVP or an offensive player of the game for the tank, so not for the game. Defensive player of the game, Neville Hewitt. I think this guy could be a pretty interesting piece moving forward for us. He's a great tackler. He's always in on the play. Eight solo tackles. I I just think he's going to be someone that we can rely on a little bit, and who knows what happens with C.J. Mosley, like I said before, but I, I I, think he'd be someone for us. I think he's a guy that we can rely on. I think him and Harvey Lange are two guys that at least can play some roles, whether it be starter, special teams, I don't know. I, I just think they, they're putting effort. That's what you want to see from the Jets right now. It's just effort from the young guys. I think he can be a guy that we uh, we hold on to and hopefully you know um, get, get solid production out of moving forward. Least valuable player. This is this is painful. Sam Darnold. Just he, he just doesn't look like he wants to play on this team, and I don't know if he's intending to not look like he want, doesn't want to play on this team or he just he just had it. I went over his stats before, but he he threw a pretty much an interception to Jamal Adams. He threw it right at him. It wasn't really on all game. No no rhythm. Looks uncomfortable. Just I, I feel for the kid. I feel for the kid because. You got to remember he's 23 years old. He's got a future ahead of him somewhere. Uh, I'll get to some stuff that, you know, experts where, where we think we can move him, things like that. And I've talked about that in the past, but the poor kid, I, my, my two Sam Darnold jerseys are just going to be, uh, be hanging in my, uh, my closet for years to come. It, it's, it's time. Unfortunately it's time. And I've been one of the people who have uh, spoken out for my support of him, but that that's uh that's that. So, Least valuable player, Sam Darnold. More on of the game. This is the one I'm confident in. More of the game is Broadway Joni. Calling out myself. Calling out myself big here. And the reason I'm doing this is because as of two weeks ago, maybe even the last week before the Seattle game, I was hoping the Jets won a game. And I was hoping they won a game to get some momentum, not for any playoff push, but just to give the young guys something to strive toward to you know build on to you know have some confidence in and, and now now I just sound stupid. Um that that's over. Lose every game. Secure the number one pick. If you happen to win a game, trade out of the number two pick if we have it and figure it out. But yeah, it's it, that that's that. So uh, 
I hate to call myself out. I'm not a liar. I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't rooting for a win. I always want to see my team win. At this point, we're winning by losing. So call myself out on that one on the morning of the game. Um, but yeah, that's that. I'm going to go over some different things moving forward of what to watch for for the rest of the season. And uh, we'll do some questions and then uh, we'll close it out for you here. So definitely uh, stick around. Should be uh, some pretty interesting stuff coming up. Thank you, Adam Sandler, Virginia Bennett, and Happy Gilmore for the transition there. So things to watch out for for the rest of the year. Obviously, got to look for the young guys. I've talked about that, but we'll, we'll go over that. Got to look at the remaining schedule between the Jets and the Jaguars. Where can a team potentially get an upset win? Obviously, Minshew is the guy moving forward in Jacksonville at the quarterback slot, so that's pretty interesting. I think he could, he could provide some spark there. They have a good young running back in James Washington and a pretty decent receiving core. So left right now, they have at Baltimore, home against the Bears, which will have fans, and at the Colts. Can they pick up a win? Can they? I'm going to go out on a limb. I think that they have a very realistic chance of beating the Indianapolis Colts January 3rd. Now, the reason I'm saying that is if we're looking at the Colts, they're in a prime slot right now to get in the playoffs. Prime slot. So if the Colts are somehow able to clinch and rest their guys, you're going to want to rest, obviously, an older Phillip Rivers. You're going to want to rest some of that offensive talent they have. Um, as well as on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think the Jaguars can maybe pull an upset there. We saw it, obviously, with the Jets back in the day. Um, it's it's certainly interesting, man. It, it really certainly is interesting to see if maybe we can do that. I don't know exactly, for example, if maybe the Bears – I mean, the Bears are fighting right now. The, the Ravens need to win next week. So you're looking at two straight losses for the Jags. I think the Colts is the only realistic shot if they bench players. The Bears are obviously hit and miss. Who knows what they do, but I think – we maybe have a shot at that. Now, looking at the Jets' remaining schedule, doesn't look pretty for your Jets. So you have at the LA Rams, that's a loss. They're fighting for uh, the the title, um, the NFC West title there. You're versing the Browns, who've already clinched, but they're also still in the running for that their division title, which could be very, very big. Steelers are kind of uh, you know faltering off, and the Ravens are surging with Lamar Jackson back. Obviously, in a fantastic game last night. And then we are at New England. And people have talked about this, but what a slap in the face. <laughs> a pat a pat loss would be to the Jets. And would Belichick do that? Do you think Belichick would purpose? I mean, they're, they're still in the picture, but they're probably not making the playoffs. Would they lose a game on purpose to avoid Trevor Lawrence being in their division for years to come? Super, super interesting. I don't see the Jets winning a game, but oh, if Bill Belichick does that, man, we are we are in a very tough spot. So outlook here, I do think the Jets will secure and hold on to that number one slot. I think that's the reason Gase hasn't been fired yet. I think that if he can keep providing 40 to 3 losses, why would Joe Douglas get rid of him? I don't know. So that's that. Um my next question, and uh, it came one of the fan questions, so I'll just dive ahead on this one because I was going to ask myself that anyway. But who do I see on the roster in 2021? Oh, man. Tough, 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 tough. So here's guys 
that I think are safe to be on the roster next year. First one's I'm going to do position by position. We'll start at quarterback. First one will surprise you. I think Joe Flacco is on the roster next year. I think he's provided he's proved to be a uh, competent backup for us, which we've obviously lacked under Gase for years. So I do think Flacco is here to stay. I think obviously P. Ryan's going to stay. I think they maybe give Ty Johnson a floater contract to stay as well at running back. Look receiver. I think we keep Crowder. Obviously, we're going to keep Mims, and I think you bring back Jeff Smith. Now go tight end. I do see Herndon back. I think that they're going to cut Ryan Griffin, get some money back on him. Might maybe take a cap hit, but that's that. Sam Ficken will be back. Braden Mann will be back. So that kind of covers the um, the skill positions at least. Offensive line. You're going to have Becton back, Fant back, Van Roten's going to be back, and McGovern's back, leaving maybe that left guard slot open. Um, maybe a thirty. Uh, free agent signing covers there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Neville Hewitt. I think they're going to let Jordan Jenkins go. I think they're going to try to find a way to trade Brian Poole. I have to see Marcus May back. I see Basham back. I see Harvey Lange back, Franklin Myers back, Fudikasi back, Luvu back. Obviously, Quentin Williams, Cashman, I think they just have to keep back. Zuniga is going to be back, excuse me. Um and Bryce Hall. And I think I said Marcus May as well. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's all you're going to um, all you're gonna see back in the team. I think it's going to be a very different work team, and hopefully we see that in the future. So, next up, we'll go into some fan questions, and we'll close it out for you here. Do appreciate everyone listening and staying tuned, and uh, we'll keep it rocking. Appreciate everyone reaching out with some fan questions. Got some good ones this week and excited to go over them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, as we as we go towards the end of the uh, the year, obviously these fan questions are becoming more of answers, but still still appreciate everyone reaching out. So first one, we got Craig. He wants to know how Gase is still a coach. And I think it's simple. I think Joe Douglas just doesn't see the need in firing a guy. You already fired his potential replacement in Greg Williams. Why fire the guy who's losing you games? Keep the tank going, keep it rolling. I, there's no benefit in firing him after a loss like that when you can keep getting those losses and keep moving forward with him. So that's why he's still the coach. Expect after week 17, he's the first one to go on uh, on the Black Monday that haunts the NFL every year. So just keep an eye out for that. But there's no benefit in it. You can't start suiting coaches right now anyway. Just wait, let it happen. So that's why Gase is uh, still the coach here. John, next question. Appreciate it. Uh, Sam Donald came out this week, said he wants to be a Jet for life. Do I believe him? No, I don't. I don't believe him. Um, I think I think he's such a good person that he truly believes that this can still work out, and that that he you know, that he can still be the uh, the savior that we all thought he was going to be, and that um, you know he can still turn this thing around. I think Joe Douglas has put his put his uh, you know stamp of approval on Sam Donald before this year, and that gives him a little bit of confidence. I just don't believe that Sam, in his heart, knows he's going to be here long term. I think he sees the writing on the wall with everything going on. Um, 
I think, you know, in a perfect world, you'd want to be a Jeff for life, but obviously this, this world is not perfect. I think that uh, he sees the writing on the wall and you can see it in his face and all the post game conferences and everything like that. He did. He's just ready to move on. So no, I don't think Sam wants to be a Jeff for life. I think that he, he wants to believe he wants to be a Jeff for life. Last question, David, uh, coming with uh, a recent report that Albert Breer thinks the Jets can get a second and a fourth for Sam Darnold before the, uh, before the draft. Do I believe that? I would think it's more like a third and fourth maybe. Second's a little high, but listen, the Jets can do that. Roll into this year and next year with two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, two fourths, and do the same in 2022. You're setting yourself up for a great success if you can pull off the draft picks. So if that's possible, pull the trigger. I just don't think that Sam's shown. And that's that's kind of the reason I want to send the show out towards the end too, is just to build that draft, um, that draft capital we can get for him. But I don't see a second or a fourth being realistic. Again, Joe Douglas has gone out and surprised everyone before. So, I mean, no reason to doubt the guy when it comes to trading draft picks or, or at least trading players. So that's that. Appreciate everyone listening in, tuning in. We're going to hopefully get that uh, pick em show on Saturday out. So the new kind of layout I want to do is Saturday pick em, uh, pick em show. Hopefully have some guests uh, you know attend with that me as well. And then end the pick em show with my Jets predictions uh, rather than an entire pregame breakdown. Just seems to be a little bit easier of a uh, of a, a feat for me. So we're going to keep that rolling. And then obviously – I've been solid with the post games and I'll keep doing that as well. So again, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, definitely, you know, stay on the lookout for some content and uh, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it up soon. So thanks again.